friends, and welcome to another episode of Dark Side of the Word. My name is Kate, and I'm here with my co-host, CJ. Hey, everybody. And this week's episode is all about our content we've consumed. It is time for us to bash and love and chat and talk about all the books, movies, television shows, whatever has gotten our interest in the past month since we last talked to you guys. This is going to be a monthly segment now since we're all getting used to the weekly episodes that we're going to be having. So you can look forward to once a month hearing from us to decide what you should watch and read next. Because we're such experts, right? Absolutely. Total experts. That's that's all I do is just consume content. Nothing else. We are we should be the only source people need. I'm just I'm just gonna I agree. I'm just, you know. It's a service to the people, really. I mean, we're doing all this hard work for them. I mean, why sit through an entire season of Based on a True Story if it wasn't worth it? (laughs) I was going to say, the whole purpose in life now is to just Netflix and chill, but I have recently learned that that does not mean what I think it means. So I will not say that that is what I do because that is not what I think it is. I To sit on the couch and watch Netflix. I want to, like just not agree with culture and take that phrase back for those of us that like to say it i it makes perfect sense to me in a very innocent way i don't know why somebody had to come along and corrupt it i like it it's like i'm watching netflix in my pajamas and i'm chilling with popcorn that's what i want it to mean so i'm gonna take it back here on the podcast netflix and chill means sitting on your couch with a hookah vibe (laughs) <laughs> yes, Google vibes. And watching whatever streaming platform you're watching. <laughs> yes. Nothing I, else. I think that is a good idea. Because, you know, whenever my, the only people who've ever said it to me are my friends, most of whom are married or in relationships. So I just assume Netflix and chill means Netflix and chill, just as we described. I have not heard it used in this other way before. So this was just complete news for me. And I sent it to somebody. I sent it to, like, my younger co-worker and she just looked at me and I'm like what what and she's just she told me that it means something else I'm like oh that is not workplace appropriate but no that is not what I was doing I was actually chilling and watching Netflix and it was a delightful weekend it's like the saying see you next Tuesday (laughs) (laughs) that one I know thanks to sex in the city that one for me is thanks to Vanderpump Rules yeah I don't even know what Vanderpump Rules is have you whoa 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 for real, oh, you so nothing trouble. is past your page with Scandival. Like Scandival, ev- ev- you might be the one person on the planet that does not know what's going on. This is made like what, what is New it? York Times. Like I don't read the New York Times. Good Morning America. <laughs> what, what, what? I don't watch Good Morning America. <laughs> I'm very out of tune with current events, which is, is ironic given things that we have talked about. But yes. <laughs> it is shock the world. So essentially, Vanderpump Rules is a spinoff from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So it was oh, started. That's why I don't watch that either. I, but you know what it is. Anyway, I know what Beverly Hills, the Housewives thing is. Yes. Yes. So it was spun off because one of the girls slept with someone's husband on the show, and they made Scandal. a spinoff because one of the other housewives owned Sir, which is a restaurant. Lisa Vanderpump, which I, th- okay. I think you know who that is, at least. Nope. Okay, wow. Not a clue. Wow, I'm schooling you. It is fine. Okay. Shots in the dark here. <laughs> well, anyway, it's been on for 10 years. and there... Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I've been under a rock, apparently. Yes. And there was this whole drama because this girl broke up with her fiancé because he was a brat, and 
this couple took her under their wing to kind of like help her get back on her feet because she's very naive and the two ladies uh-huh. became best friends and then it turned out that they were that her but 10 year boyfriend not or eight year boyfriend so this couple they were together for eight years okay practically common law mm-hmm. marriage okay had an affair with the girl are we like, surprised? No, but in their house. Don't hire the hot babysitter or au pair. That's just, everybody knows that. Yeah, like had sex in the car when she was grieving her dog. Had sex in their house oh, when she was sorry. at her grandmother's funeral. Um, oh. Lots of hidden That's, things. It's harsh. It, it, wow. It's very... Ex- and so you're recommending this show yes. as part of your content <laughs> recommendations? Because I'm not really sold on it. To you, not to the world. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound kind of dark, though, because there's, like, cheating and scandal and, and betrayal. So it's called Scandival because just... the guy's name is Sandoval. Sandoval. <laughs> so it's called Scandival. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's fine. Okay. I think it was mostly that it was her best friend that did it. It's, it's all, you'd have to watch, like, all the seasons to, like, understand what's going on sounds very real life soap opera but a guy is a dj and at sir he ran a dj night called see you next tuesday on tuesday and that's how i learned see you next Tuesday. anyway this is going on a long tangent that i'm (laughs) sure the entire world except you knows what scandal is okay yes so for the the private public tutorial since i have schooled you (laughs) just kidding how (laughs) about you start your content recap and i will take give the listeners a break from my voice (laughs) Okay, okay, I will start the content recap. So I have not had a chance to read a lot of dark books recently, sadly. I did read one that I can recommend. It is called House of Cotton, and it's it's dark, it's macabre, but it's also very good. Um, it started off really powerfully, and then it kind of peered out toward the end for me, though. But if you love gritty, dark Southern fiction, you should give this one a try. It's about a woman who gets paid to work at a funeral home, but not in a more traditional role or a traditional sense. I won't say more than that. Um, but the author, Monica Brashears, is a really beautiful writer. She says things in completely different ways. She uses different words and different phrases to describe things that I've heard, you know, described a million times. But the way she does it just puts a really fresh spin on familiar language. So I recommend that one um, for the writing alone. And even if the story gets a little kind of wonky at the end, just keep going because the writing is really good. Um the other books that I have read that I can recommend that aren't dark but are still really good are Horse by Geraldine Brooks, which was fantastic. Brooks is one of my favorite authors. She writes beautiful historical fiction that kind of straddles the line between commercial and literary, and the story is so well done, and I highly recommend it if you want great historical fiction with a contemporary side story thrown in there. Um, and yes, there is a horse in it. Many people have asked me that when I've recommended the book Horse, but it's not all about horses. And no, you don't have to worry about getting too attached to the horse. So, you know, I don't think anybody's going to be mad at me for spoiling that. You don't have to have a horrific animal death in there to be afraid of. So, because no one wants that. You know, it's fine. Um, and then the animal, like, <laughs> updates, like, you, warning us that there's... Right? We're a dark side. It's like a trigger warning, kind of. Yeah, we're dark. We like dark books, but we draw the line... Uh, yes, animal cruelty. At least yeah. I do. You, so. on the other hand, you sent me some stuff and did not warn me, so you're still on the blacklist. <laughs> for I originally was not going to read Horace because I was worried about that, and then I kind of forgot, and I picked it up anyway because I just love that author so much, and then I was invested in the story, and I just couldn't stop. But thankfully, I had no reason to worry. The title so, didn't just it, warn you not to pick it up again? <laughs> I don't know what. I, it's been a rough couple of months, okay? Like, I just, I did not. I just blanked out completely, and I'm just like, oh, she has a new book. Let me read it. And I just started reading. 
and uh, and then the horse like came immediately on the scene. I'm like, fuck, this this could end really really badly. But I just kept reading. Um, so that was good. And then the other book I read that was good was Lights of Sugarberry Cove, which is magical realism by Heather Weber, who wrote Midnight at the Blackbird Cafe, which is one of my favorite books for magical realism. And this was good. It wasn't as good as the Blackbird Cafe, but if you're looking for something a little mystical, a little heartwarming, this is a this is a good one to do. What was the name of the the like famous restaurant in Tennessee where all the singers get their start? Isn't it Blackbird? Oh, I have no idea. There's like a famous. I don't know about a lot of things apparently today. Clearly, let's see. Or no, it's the Bluebird Cafe. Um, let me see. And uh, see, let's see if I'm right. The blue, yep, it's the Bluebird Cafe. And you said Blackbird, correct? I said Midnight at the Blackbird Cafe. Okay, which does yep. take place in the South, but not about okay. music. Yeah, so Blackbird is like the famous Tennessee spot where I want to say, don't quote, like Taylor Swift even got her, like played her first oh, time okay. there. Like it's famous for wow. first time country artists like singing. Okay. Okay, I only know of like the Grand Ole Opry for like country singing because I used to watch the uh, that movie about Loretta Lynn, Coal Miner's Daughter, and that's the only thing I remember about like southern music. So I feel like when I went to the Grand Ole Opry on our drive across country, it was a letdown. Yeah, kind of was, and I was it's in just this a building. I was in this whole. I had been watching watching Nashville, so I was in this whole oh, okay. Tennessee Nashville mm-hmm. like thing and I was like we have to go to the Grand Ole like we have to stop in Nashville <laughs> and we you know we took down went down the famous street where you know all the bars are and we mm-hmm. went to the Grand Ole Opry and I was like okay okay huh. I have to say if I'm going to Nashville I am mainly going for the food namely biscuits so <sighs> yeah. yeah yeah I wouldn't mm-hmm. have any expectations for music just the biscuits <laughs> I don't. I hate country music, so don't ask me why I was even watching Nashville. <laughs> I like some country, but I'm very, very picky. I like more like old school, like like Patsy Cline, Loretta Lynn, and uh, Johnny Cash, like that kind of like country type stuff. But the modern stuff where we just sing about like you know pickup trucks and beer and dogs, uh, no, no, we probably just lost like you know the few listeners that we have because they're probably lots of country things. <laughs> But well, that's okay. That's okay. Well, I will I will redeem myself slightly because I had to listen to it. Luke Holmes, I believe it was Luke Holmes. Watch me even name the wrong person. Put out a cover, mm-hmm. Fast Car. He's the only artist that has been Oh, on. I heard that. Yeah, he's yeah. the only artist that Tracy Chapman allowed to put out a cover. Like, tons of people have asked. It was good. I loved it. Except I wish he would have just changed the one line where he's like, I'm a checkout girl at the store or whatever. He, you, know, I, you know, he could have said checkout. I Maybe he feels like a checkout girl. <laughs> I like, shouldn't were judge. Were you to judge? Maybe you know. he was feeling that vibe. All right. Are those all your books? Those are my books. So should do I you jump? go with your books? I was like, yeah, should I jump my books and then we'll go to... I think you should do your books and then we'll go back to like visual and film and stuff. Visual content. <laughs> okay. okay. So, uh, sorry, friends. I'm looking at my list. Okay, so... As you've, if you've been to my blog recently, you, this is probably coming at no surprise to anyone, but I finished the Arc of the Scythe series because I, yes, we know your feelings, okay? If you guys missed that episode where we actually reviewed Scythe, pause now, go listen to go it. Go back and listen and hear the great debate that existed between us. Because if anyone was going to finish the series, it was not going to be CJ. Okay. No, it was not going to be me. So it's good that you that you went through with it. 
But since we did talk about the book, I thought I'd just give everyone a little quick recap of Arco Scythe in general. Okay, so I'm going to spoil the first book because, like I said, pause, go back and listen or read the book or fast forward a couple minutes. But so we leave off. We have Citra and crap. I just forgot their names. Rowan? Is it? No. Yeah. Rowan? Right, that sounds right. I worked hard to erase that name from my memory, but I think it is okay, Rowan. Okay, okay, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, so we have Citra and Rowan, who are the main, pretty much the main characters of the first book. So going into books two and three, we I assumed that they were going to be the main characters again, and that this book was going to be about them. Arc of the Scythe, you know, I'm not, I'm, I don't think I'm an idiot to assume this. All right. No, I think that's a reasonable expectation. So. Shushiman was kind of a brat and decided to introduce a whole new <laughs> character in book two that pretty much takes over the rest of the series. Bastard. And I, I loved the character, don't get me wrong. But again, the title of the series is Ark of a Scythe, okay? He ain't a scythe. Mm. He kind of gets used by the Thunderhead. But he's really great. I love him. But it was just like, why, why are we making this change? To the point that Citra and Rand get taken out of the story for, like, three years. Like, they literally get taken out of the story for three years so we don't have to deal with them. <laughs> now, that that's just convenient right there. Yes. I don't know what to do with these people. We're just not going to talk about them for three years. Exactly. I, I don't know what was in his head. And then we come to, like, the Rand of it all and his involvement with the story again, which I won't spoil how he comes back to the picture. And then we get to the very end of the series where the scythe problem gets solved and space is involved. <laughs> space. We go into space. I thought we weren't going into space. They had tried it and failed uh, from what I dimly remember. Uh, uh, okay. So Big surprise. My overall feeling of the series is I hated it. Like, I... <laughs> I wanted to slam the yes. last book and just be like, this was bullshit. What was mm. the point? Where? Wh- the first book I still stand by. I think the first book could stand on its own. I think the first book is great. Yeah. I- to respond to that. Oh, my goodness. Friends, my watch is freaking out for some reason. So. Is that what I keep hearing? I was wondering Yes, I'm sorry. It's going like, to be in. Is it me? Is it you? I'm confused. It's going to be in this recording. I'm probably being too animated. But she can't figure out what I'm saying anyway, <laughs> so it's fine. But. I think that Scythe can stand on its own, and I still highly recommend it. I just don't think anyone should read the rest of the series. <laughs> like, I, I have many series where I recommend only the first book. I'm like, pretend it's not a series. Like, do you think that, like, the first book could just be a standalone? Like, it could just, it doesn't need to continue, right? Like, it could really just stand. I mean, at least the ending kind of leaves it hanging a bit, wondering what's going to happen. But then I just say, make it, make it up yourself. Decide what happened on your own and give them a nice little ending or whatever ending you might want. But it's and not like you, you have to continue on if you don't want to. I didn't. That's for sure. Then I also read Hellbent, which is the second book to... Wow. My brain. I can't even help you with this one because I have no idea. Ninth House. About. Ninth House. Oh. Which also, friends, if you listen to We're hitting all my favorites today, I see. Okay. So if you're also curious what our thoughts on Ninth House were, was, blah, blah, since Hellbent is the second book, pause now or fast forward so nothing's spoiled about Hellbent and go listen to the review. It's funny. It's great. But I have to say that I'm still very, very in love with this series. Okay. And I, it's, not, it's not that it's even that good. It's just I'm kind of obsessed with Alex. The other characters from book one become more of more of part of the story in book two. 
And I just fucking love the world. Like, I just want to, like, I love this Yale backdrop, spooky atmosphere. Academia. Yes. And I, I just, I love Alex. Like, honestly, I'm reading it for her. I love her so much. Her and, uh, not Darrington, because that's the guy. The girl that runs the house, Daru. Um, uh, I erased it from all memory after I read this and reviewed Dawes. it. Dawes. Dawes. I am obsessed with oh, dogs. That's right. All the, all the names with similar, with the first same first initials that confuse us. That is yes. correct. But Dawes has such a better part to play in book two, and I'm kind of obsessed with her as I'm well. good for her. So I highly recommend it. If you liked Hellbent, continue on with the series because it is very, very good. So I did that. I also read A Closed and Common Orbit, which is book two to the a Long Way to a Small Angry Planet which is kind of a fun space opera that if you like Firefly, it kind of deals with that. At least the first book is about a crew and family and all this stuff. And this one kind of like does start where the last one left off, but it's all pretty much all with new characters. It's not really dealing with the crew of the ship anymore, which made me really sad, but it was still pretty good. I wasn't really in the mood to read it at the time, but I'm glad that I did read it. And yeah, now I'm I'm currently reading a book I do not think i like i'm sorry to the person who may be listening to this that recommended to me i will give updates later (laughs) (laughs) all right so that's our paper content (laughs) okay and before we continue on with our movie contents and tv contents i just want to remind everyone that if you're looking to shop for books and you want to help support your small local artists cj and i are both ambassadors Right? Ambassadors? That's what we call ourselves? No. Affiliates. Affiliates. Sorry. See, this is what I'm asking. Affiliates for bookshop.org. So I have a link for our stores, quote stores, in the description for this podcast. So feel free to click. Also remember that for August, we are reading Strange Sally Diamond by Liz Nugent. And if you would like to get that book so you can join us along in the last Thursday of the month, please use our affiliate links. You will cost no extra to you, but it helps give us a little bit back to help us keep running this podcast and making all of our great art. So thank you, friends. But moving on. Yes, please buy for you and buy and buy for your friends <laughs> as well, because that's the nice thing to do. All right. What have you been binging on the screen? Okay. So I have been watching a lot of scary movies recently because I feel like I've just, a lot more have just come to my attention lately. So I have three pretty good horror movies to recommend. The first one is called Come Play. And I forget what streaming service it is on, but you can probably find it. It's called Come Play, which was excellent. And I will give a trigger warning right off the bat. So the main character is a young boy who is severely autistic. So if you are dealing with that in your family, in your life, you might find parts of this movie difficult to watch because a lot of it can be very heartbreaking to see, but... The autism plays such an interesting part to the story. Like, the whole story revolves, the horror of it revolves around this boy being autistic. So if you can handle that, it's really worth it because it just puts this really unique, smart twist on the classic monster story and about, like, you know, being alone and wanting to feel understood and how this, you know, people create imaginary characters and monsters to feel more understood. It was probably one of the best horror movies I've seen in a while. And that is on Prime. I Googled it for you. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. Um, Wait, hold on. Has any, of these, has any of these three to do with that hand one that I, I told you about? Or have you not hand seen one. it yet? 
touch the hand for 90 seconds the dog we're always worried about the dog no now. that's okay. in theaters and i have not seen that okay. one yet i'd ask i need an update yeah, when you see not. that because I, it's from me. I, I probably will not see it until it starts streaming because, number one, I only have one person who will go see scary movies with me. And number two, he's only available to go in the evenings, and I do not want to drive from the movie theater back to my home in the dark after watching a scary movie. So we have an agreement that when it comes on streaming, we go to – he usually comes over at the house because it's my husband's best friend. So he comes over, sees my husband, then joins me to watch a scary movie. So it will probably be like three months until I watch that one. Yeah, I'm no help for you. I can't. I, <laughs> I, I'm just gonna live vicariously through you for this movie because I really want to know like what it's like. But I'm not gonna see it. I need to know what happens I'm to the little, dog. I know. I'm a little scared to watch it because of that that image of the dog in the closet. I'm like, I really, really hope nothing happens to that dog in the closet because I will be so upset. But I'm still gonna watch it anyway. <laughs> All right. Sorry. So, what else? Okay, um, so that was Come Play. The other one I watched is called The Unholy with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. It is about a girl who thinks she's being visited by the Virgin Mary and given divine insight, but she's not. It's something very, very different. Um, and I love anything, any kind of horror story that plays on religious themes like The Exorcist and Exorcism of Emily Rose. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was in The Possession from a couple years ago, which is about a Dybbuk box, which is one of my favorite, like, creepy elements and tropes to use in, in horror. He was also in Supernatural as the dad. And, of course, all my Grey's Anatomy fans will know him as Izzy's beloved Denny, R.I.P. I just always love him as that role. Um, and I think Sam Raimi was also part of this production. And I love Sam Raimi. His Drag Me to Hell movie from years ago was fantastic. So I will pretty much watch anything he does. And this one is on so, Hulu. On Hulu. Okay. Yes. On Hulu. And then the last one I can recommend is an older movie. It's called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Oh, I've heard of this one. And it's from 2011. What did you say? I've heard of this one. You heard this one, and it's yeah. about like these little creatures who live in a very creepy basement, and it's based on fairy lore, which I love because true fairy lore, fairies are terrifying creatures. They're not these cute little tutued beings that live in flowers and stuff. Yeah. And this is this is true to what fairies are. I know it's fantastic. No, I pulled up it's images. So I can't. I can't. Okay. Okay. It's not. It's not for everybody. But if you love true fairy lore, then this is this is a really good movie. For I you. love and true Katie fairy. Is in it. I love true huh? fairy lore, but I don't want to watch the movie. <laughs> last time, <laughs> okay, good. listeners. Last time CJ recommended a horror movie to me, I literally watched it through my fingers because I couldn't do. It. Like she thinks I'm all like when we first started relationship, she thought I was so into all this stuff and I could handle it, and she had to realize because I can only you're read dark. it. You started a podcast called Dark Side of the Word. I think it's a natural progression. I can only read it. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. So maybe this creepy creature thing is not for you. But it still is good. It was it wasn't the best movie ever, but Guillermo del Toro worked on it and I always love anything he does, so that brings it up a notch. He did the, um, that new Pinocchio movie, right? I have not seen that. But one. he did the new Pinocchio movie. He did okay. do the new one, yeah. It's on Netflix. You should I mean, if you like him, you should watch it. I was never a Pinocchio fan uh, in yeah. general, so like I just didn't have an urge to do that. There's some Guillermo del Toro things I haven't watched. I tried watching his he had like a Netflix special of like six episodes of like creepy tales. Um that were kind of like Lovecraftian, is that the right word? Oh um, Lovecraft. I only, yeah. Yeah. I only got through like 
three out of six because it just got too gruesome for me because he does tend to you know edge on the side of gruesome sometimes and I just couldn't do it I just I was watching and I just nearly threw up and I had to stop so sometimes this stuff gets a little too intense for me but this one was uh mostly good I had to look away during one part but it was good it was good I recommend it you so will be our is... expert horror horror person what do you say you'll be our expert horror person I'll be the expert horror person. I'll try to be the expert horror person. But that is really all I have been watching, just the scary movies. Now that I'm back working full-time and trying to... I have, like, a pile of arcs I'm reading for the blog now that I'm working my way through. So there hasn't been a lot of TV watching time, unfortunately. That's fine. I will take up the rest of time because I have a lot to say. All right, you go. You go. Are we all ready? Are we ready for me? Because I'm going to talk about Barbie babies. Yes. I'm a Bobby. Okay, that's all I can sing because I think there's like a three second rule. <laughs> oh, yes. So I know we're dark side of the word, but I mean, we can still have Barbie. And did I dress up in pink when I went? Hell yeah, I did. And you didn't send me pictures? I don't think I've seen you in anything but black. Whoops. Well, the shirt that I wore also promptly went to the uh, donate pile. Noted. Okay. <laughs> but I was so disappointed because I was the only one in my group to wear pink. And I, I was like, didn't we all get the memo? It seemed like the nation did. Where, where were they? But yes, so Barbie, everyone. I mm. loved it. Like, <laughs> I want to say like 80s, 90s. I can't remember my exact rating out of 100. I gave it, but it was pretty high up there. Margot Robbie, pun intended, is such a doll. <laughs> loved her to death. I can't imagine anyone else playing Barbie. I know everyone's dying over Ryan Gosling. And did he do a good job? Yes, I think so. Did he steal the show from me? Meh. Mm. Honestly, so I stayed away from most trailers, except like the first one that didn't give anything away, but was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is Barbie world. And I, I knew the premise, which is that, you know, she goes from Barbie world to the real world. That doesn't give anything away. I feel like everyone knows that. Yeah. So that was like the only thing I walked in with because I really just wanted to honestly be surprised. And I'm really glad that I did because what I think came out of it and for her her reasoning for going to the real world and all that stuff was just such a thought-provoking piece and actually lended so much the comedy of the movie about it all because it dealt with feminism and it was great and it's hilarious. And we get to see the – I don't know what I'm going to say. That's my brain for y'all. It just went in La La Land. It went to Barbie Land. My brain went to Barbie Land. So, rewinding thoughts. The set design and visuals for this movie are beyond. If you are into any type of film and studying film, I think that you'll also find this is a great study because, honestly, I've watched so many movies and most of the time I can pick out the CGI and, to be honest, except for, like, the very obvious, I could not understand how they did Barbie Land the way they made it look so plastic, but still realistic, still blown away. Lots of nods to if you ever played Barbie as a kid, lots of nods to those things to make you laugh. Super hilarious. You have to suspend your disbelief a little bit, but if you can do that, I think it's really, really an enjoyable movie. I know a lot of people are ranting on this because they think it's just a millennial movie because the, the topics that they discuss. I was really upset when I heard someone's review of us being cr- like we're the cringy white f- feminist of this day because when you get to the big like monologue at the end to like tie everything together I wanted to like be like yeah 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 and I was totally (laughs) for it so I guess I'm a cringe white feminist but I don't understand how it what she said makes us cringe white feminists when it is an accurate statement 
And I can see some women not going through that, but it very much exists still in this world. And I play rugby and I have been treated like that monologue a lot. So it is exists, ladies. And so maybe instead of judging, you listen. I'm not looking at you, CJ. I'm just... Thank you, because it looked like you Sorry. Well, I have to stare at the screen. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen the movie, so I know you're not trying to send me any kind of subliminal message. But, like, Kava, (laughs) instead of judging and being like, that's not my experience as a woman, you listen and you realize that maybe that is the experience for a lot of women, okay? (laughs) So I saw that. I highly recommend it. I am seeing Oppenheimer next week, so be prepared for next month's, because I will talk about that to see how it is. I also... Took the plunge for everyone. If you're not surprised, I watched Based on a True Story, which is on Peacock. It has Ke- uh, Kaylee Coco, I believe that's how you say her oh. name, the girl from Flight Attendant. She also did Big Bang Theory. So I was so excited to watch this because I love her to death. However, Based on a True Story is bullshit. It is crap. I not based on a true story. I was so upset. So is essentially, that why it's bullshit. This couple, they're about to have a baby, and they're running out of money, and he, like, loses his job as a tennis coach in a way, and they stumble on the a serial killer. I'm not going to say how. They stumble on a serial killer, oh. and instead of turning him in, they make him a deal that if you don't kill anymore, we won't turn you in, but let's do a podcast about you because these, like, true crime podcasts are making, like, 20 million bucks. That seems morally irresponsible. I'm just going to put yes. that out there. And legally irresponsible. That's, that's not, like accessory to murder. And that's not the worst part of the show. Really? No. Okay. No. That sounds dark. I will warn you guys, there's a fucking animal killed in the show, and it does not make sense, and it is very, very badly done. Like, in the sense of, they break your heart, but not in a way that it's okay, and honestly, it does not make any sense. It does not play a part in the story, and to be goddamn honest, I almost shut the whole thing down and said I was done. <laughs> walk away i i'm really mad about that that was one of the top problems the other Mm. problem is just they kept cutting away to these existential like dreams or like they would go as if this is what was going to happen forward and then all of a sudden they like rewind it and it's like oh no that was a dream or no that was someone's fantasy in their head for a second that they did it and i think that it's a fine thing to do but it literally was happening like twice an episode almost to the point that you couldn't like, you knew it was fake. Essentially, you just knew that wasn't going to happen. It was going to be fake because every other extreme circumstance was fake. Hmm. And I don't like people playing on that. But besides that, I think the writing was pretty bad. It wasn't that exciting. It went the way we all thought it was. Ultimately, it was just boring and not worth it. Was this a, a miniseries or a movie? Which What, what thing was this it? This is a show. So this is season one. It's a show. Yes. Oh, they made a whole show out of it. Okay. Yes, and they have left out of a cliffhanger, and there are talks of a season two. I don't know. As of last time I checked, it was not renewed for another season, but that could be different now because that was a week or two ago. But, yeah, I was just very disappointed. And and Peacock spent a lot of money advertising this. They really were pushing this everywhere, and I was excited, but... Uh, besides that, Disappointing. I did watch 65, which is on Netflix. It has Adam Driver in it, which is the only reason. Yeah. There you go. Um, I wouldn't really recommend the movie for anyone, but it was the best, like, two hours I spent one Sunday night. <laughs> wait, wait, is this the one where he's, like, on the planet with dinosaurs? Yes. 
Oh, I like that one. Oh, you saw it? I did. I saw it when I think it first came out on streaming. I actually really liked it because I like disastery type movies. So yes. Like there are a lot of problems with it. So I wouldn't say it's like a good movie, but I really enjoyed it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like on a Saturday night we have nothing else to do and you just make yourself some popcorn and you're like, let's just stay in and do this. It's a good time. It's a good Saturday night. Because, like, nothing makes sense. Like, the fact that we have all this intelligent life 65 million years ago, but we, they didn't know that there was an asteroid field. And why is he the only one awake on the ship and everyone's asleep? And why is it that he had to, like, not have anyone to talk to, and then the one person he gets to talk to, he still can't? <laughs> I forget a lot of what happened because it was a very of-the-moment type movie, and then I just, like, erased it from my brain after that, which is why I didn't remember what it was called when you mentioned it. <laughs> But yes. But I love, there was one jump scare in it that I, I definitely, like, when it happened, I applauded. I was like, that was good. You got me. You got me. It was when they were in the cave right before they, like, get yes, the, yeah, the cave. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I won't I agree. That was, that was a good moment. But I was just like, I, <laughs> I knew it was coming, but it was a good moment. I did not see it coming. Like, I honestly really? thought it was going to be the thing in front of them. Like, I, that's why I'm like, it was a good jump scare. Like, it's definitely going to yeah. go in, like, top memory. Haunting a Hill House mm-hmm. still has number one. Because normally, like, I can catch jump scares, like, 99% yeah. of the time. But Haunting a Hill House, they did not do the trick that gives it away. There's a trick. I forget what happened in Haunting of Hill House. So, I wasn't a huge fan of Haunting oh, of Hill House. I loved Haunting of Hill House. Ah, uh, okay. I, got, I, got, I liked the first few episodes, and then I got bored, like, halfway through. And I'm like, can we just, can we just wrap this up now? That's how I feel about those things. Yeah, the last two episodes were a little slow. I will agree, but I think that the first like six were phenomenal, like so good. Um, yeah, I'm just and then I'm binging a Real Housewives of New Jersey. That's my current obsession. Um, I'm all the way mostly through season four. It's going. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going. I expect a tour guide. <laughs> Okay, yeah. When you come to New Jersey, I will take you to all the uh, Housewives of New Jersey hotspots in New Jersey. But yeah, that's that's my recap. Okay, that's I feel like good. you had definitely a lot more than I did. I know. I was about to say here. I was like, what did I do? Well, it's summer, so like June and or sorry, not June, July and August. I get really slow about my work, and I'm more of just upkeep. And I don't really progress, and I take, like, some time off. And I think that's where, like, my content really, like, speeds up. So, yeah. But did you have anything else you wanted to add? Or are we good? We can just wrap up right here. I think we're good. I'm ready to wrap up. How about you? I think I'm good. I just want to remind all of our listeners, Strange Sally Diamond, last Thursday of August, if you want to join, by Liz Nugent. And... Sound off, off below if you watched anything that you really want the world to know about that you loved in the past 30 days. Like, let us know. Or it can be a book, but, like, let us know what you're watching and reading. We'd really like to know. We'd really like to build, like, a community of dark readers and watchers. So. Yeah. And get more recommendations so we know what to watch and listen to and read as well. And if you please don't forget, if you are either watching us on YouTube or a podcast format, please follow or subscribe, leave us a quick little review, rate us. It really helps us boost up on the charts and it's kind of like tipping your waiter. It helps us to proceed forward and making this great content for all of you. And we hope that you have a great time and we'll see you next week. Bye friends. Bye.